You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the Grolix Podcast. I'm Randy, and today I am joined by a special guest, Robert Cast of the Roman Pod and Cast. How's it going? Oh, it is going great. It is uh, actually kind of warm for Canada still, September. <laughs> is it? It is actually. Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I had to referee a football game today, and uh, we were. It was actually quite hot outside, so it was. It was nice. Today we are going to talk a little bit about uh, some DC stuff, uh, some DC Rebirth comics, and maybe some CW DC television. You had you had tweeted to the Grolix, uh Twitter account a picture of some of your polls this last week, your your poll list books. Yeah, you could, well, um, it was Wednesday, comic mm-hmm. book day, and that is, I guess that's international. And uh, you were saying, hey, what are you buying today? And I got home and I saw the tweet and I said, well, I'll just click a picture of what I pulled. And I, a lot of them, uh, I have been knee deep into the, uh, the DC rebirth. So a lot of my regular pulls have been of the DC universe. Yeah. I seen, I mean, it wasn't exclusively DC, but I seen a whole lot of DC yep. books. So I was like, Hey, that's somebody that <laughs> that's somebody because, because like be- the, between the three of us, the three regular Grolix hosts, me, Jesse and Melanie, I'm kind of the DC guy, I guess. Okay. Jesse, okay, yeah. Jesse reads a lot of different stuff and Melanie reads a lot of image, you know? Uh, yep. so, um, I don't get to talk a lot of like current DC with people. So I was like, all right. Plus, we, uh, you were on that last crossover episode we did for the, uh, Electronic Media Collective podcast network. And, yes. and you were even on the line with me for a while before the show started, but I was preoccupied with getting the show ready, so I didn't really get to chat you up. So I was like, "This will be a right. good time to this will be a good time to talk to talk to Robert." Yeah, no, this is fan- this is fantastic because this is a this is a muscle I don't normally get the flex. <laughs> you know, I mean, like it's it's uh, um, if something major happens in I I don't want to say you know we up here it's known you know the nerd culture the the sci-fi or the comic book or it just what somebody on the outside would look in and say oh wow oh that's that thing that's very um sheldon from the big bang we hear a lot up here (laughs) yeah Yeah, you know what i mean it's you're stereotyped but uh but yeah this is fantastic i i i'm you you tweeted me and and said hey uh, you want to chat a little bit about dc i'm like absolutely (laughs) yeah that's awesome i guess where's a good place to start um, we can go probably go with, uh, with action and, uh, Batman detective. To, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If, if you want. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I'd like to actually start with action because, because I noticed that was in your picture and that is yes. one I am not cut up, caught up on because I kind of fell off. I was, I'm not typically a Superman guy. And okay. when rebirth happened, I tried to, bu- I, I checked out a bunch of books and I was reading Superman and action and between the two Superman really grabbed me. Um, I've been really taken with that series and action was like, they're doing some crazy stuff. So I kind of want to yes. ask you about action and what the heck is going on in it. I got actually, I, I got really lucky because I started pulling, I don't know if you remember right before the rebirth, they had a uh, Lois and Clark mm-hmm. 
it was a Superman comic, and they only had like eight issues because they were coming out with them, and it was them on uh, another Earth, and Superman was still doing good deeds, and they had their son, and he didn't, he wasn't showing any signs of having any powers, and they were kind of in hiding because the rest of the Justice League was continuing, mm-hmm. and because there was another Superman on that Earth and everything else, so. I was reading this, and I was one of maybe two people that had regular pulls of this Lois and Clark. And then they did the rebirth, and they integrated that storyline when they took off from the rebirth. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're seeing in action now. You're seeing Superman on on the Earth they're at. Apparently passed away. He died because uh, of Doomsday. And then Lex Luthor is actually apparently good, but he has a, a super suit, and he's trying to. Uh, you mean be take up the mantle of Superman and Clark Kent has no powers. And then all of a sudden now you got this secret Superman that's in the background and he, now he shows up from the Lois and Clark comics. So it's kind of, it's that's, I don't, I don't, I completely understand how you're getting jumbled up because it's, it is now you have on these pages and I'm looking at the book right in front of me. You have Clark Kent, powerless Clark Kent talking, being saved uh, from a falling building by Superman from another earth. And, (laughs) Okay, so yeah, okay, so Superman from Another Earth is the pre-New 52 Superman from what I understand. I want to say and I could be wrong, but I want to say cuz I was reading through the Convergence event and I want to say he was one of the few that got pulled over from the pre-New 52 universe and right. then stuck around afterward. Like um I believe they were calling it like the post-crisis Superman. Yes. And then the new 52 Superman got killed off. I was not reading that. So that was Doomsday that killed the new 52 Superman? Yeah, I think they went along with the same. I'm pretty sure. I wasn't reading that, but that's from what I what they've been saying. Because Doomsday, well, he gets killed off. And then the Superman that's actually in the Rebirth now from the Lois and Clark tie-over, he fought them and died and came back. So the original member years ago when uh, Superman originally died. So that's the Superman we're dealing with now. Now he's in this other earth and Superman dies again. Like they, that, that earth Superman. So he kind of, now he's taken up the mantle of like, Oh look at Superman, but I thought he was dead. You know? So they're, they're trying to mesh it all together, but it's, I, I it's, it's very confusing. And now if you're reading, I don't know if I can jump into it, you know, the, uh, the, the straight Superman, Comics, not the action, but just the Superman. Now, that's kind of the same story, but they're hitting on, they're pushing more his son. Yeah. Like promoting the Superboy. Have you been reading that that series? Yes, I've been. But then that's, yeah, I've been reading that one and it's been very hard to, okay, Superman's here. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Lex Luthor's good, but then he's still suspicious. And then, but he's still protecting his son. But in the Superman standalone comics, it's a real heavy push on, oh, here's Superboy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where that kind of stands right at the moment. And it's it's for someone just jumping in, it's it's confusing. Well, <laughs> it's, I've been reading I've been I've been loving the super just Superman title, you know, Superman where right. with the sun uh, real focus on the family, the trio. Um, yes. And they had that whole eradicator storyline and. I like the creative team. They were doing Batman and Robin before the whole rebirth thing. Okay. And I think they were a perfect fit for like, I mean, I kind of call the book. It's like a super family book, you know, 
It's yeah. it's at least thematically, even though there's big crazy action happening thematically, a lot of it revolves around the family dynamic and also, you know, pushing his son as the new Superboy. Well, that that's where the Lois and Clark comic was and they left off. And that's what even the, my comic, quote unquote, comic book guy, the guy that who owns the shop where I go to. And when he said, oh, you're one of two guys that collect these now, those original eight Lois and Clark comics are people are scrambling to get them because they are tied in and they like you said it has that family dynamic and it's blends right into the action and it blends right into the superman standalone so if you like that then you're gonna you're gonna like those lois and clark comics that came out a year prior so here's the most perplexing thing to me regarding action and maybe they haven't like explained it or maybe it's a spoiler if it's a spoiler we'll go ahead and give a spoiler warning who okay. who is the deep who is clark kent without powers who's that we don't know yet <laughs> okay okay yeah <laughs> i wasn't sure yet I, I, i'm up to date i i know that nobody else can see this but i got the the latest issue uh-huh. and there is there is a page with superman i guess we'll call him superman 2 He's saving clark from a falling building because somebody was like oh i'm going to prove you have powers and he throws him off a building and he's He's plummeting and he's, he's doesn't have any power. So it's, we we're not sure. He just kind of showed up right in the middle of the doomsday fight. And they're like, and people are, cause I guess when the Superman from that earth are on like died, it was in the daily planet saying, yes, Superman is Clark Kent. Oh yeah. And then all yeah, of a sudden okay. people are looking at Clark and Superman together. They're like, wait, what's going on? So we have no idea who he is yet as of yet. <laughs> Yeah, that's so weird. That was, I think that was the main thing where I was reading an issue of action and Clark Kent shows up with the old Superman at the same time the current Superman was supposed to be dead. And then you've got Super Lex. And I was like, yes, as soon as they threw this other Clark Kent in, I was like, what's going on? (laughs) This is too much. This is too much. And I just, it just kind of lost me. Um, but also too, doesn't it? Um, I know that people can't see it. Um, I'm holding up the, the latest Justice League. Now they have back on the farm. They have Superman um, and and Superboy or his son and Lois. The same dynamic from the Lois and Clark comics. The same dynamic from Action and from the Superman standalone. But now you have Superman going off. He's like in the center of the Earth, trying to contain the 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 the, the mantle, I guess the uh, the core. And now the rest of the Justice League are all off fighting um, this. This one weird uh, threat. big threat, Horrible yeah. Threat, yeah. So, I, I have you been on the Justice League? Yeah, I am. This? I am current on Justice League. Uh, what are your feelings on it? I'm, <sighs> I'm not. I'm not super keen on it. No, I, I'm just. I'm getting because it's the Superman line, the thread, and I guess of course it's DC. They're gonna. I mean, if you're gonna have one common thread it's it's you're gonna go with superman i mean or or batman like you have to have one of your big two mm-hmm. to to weave through and i just it it's 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 cluttering the story i think yeah if that makes sense i'm not I'm, i i love the books but it's they're really cluttering the story and it seems like it's almost a if it's almost like wow if i i haven't i haven't bought in or i haven't gotten into arrow green arrow or a cyborg. That's just ones I stayed aware from. Not because it's just it's just ones I just happen. Those are the ones I'm leaving behind this time around. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, hey, what am I missing by not reading those now? Yeah, I don't know if it's now I, I have to in order to stay current or know what's going on. Like it's 
I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky thing they're doing because I can read the Justice League and get what's going on, and I can lead, read Action Comics and I can read Superman and be fine if if those were the only things being published. But now it's like now I'm reading the three of them and I'm wondering, well, I wonder what I'm missing by not getting this extra piece of the puzzle. That's a little bit of how how they get you. You know what I mean? That's a little <laughs> bit of a hook there. But yes. that kind of comes into a de- the the whole. I'd hear people have this complaint when they talked about some of the Batman books. It'd be like, well, in Detective Comics, he's doing this thing, but in Batman, he's doing this thing, and it's not even tying together. So I think, you, like, I kind of got used to the books don't necessarily have to line up. I, right. In fact, I kind of like that they're, they keep them separate. That way, I mean, they don't keep them separate, but I like when they do. That way you right. can follow one title and you might might be missing a larger chunk of whatever larger line wide plot DC's trying to push, but I like when you can follow a title and you get that story and it's a full story. And that's kind of the irritating thing about crossovers because then if you don't buy whatever this story diverges over to, you're missing something. Yeah, and I, I know we're probably going to get to this a little bit later on, but that's the same thing as the uh, the CW is doing. You can you can hop into. I was all into the Flash, and it's like, wait, what's this Arrow thing? And then now I had to end up going back and getting caught up on Arrow just because it weaves in and out, you know. And 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 the sad part is, is you can't watch them, and it's like the comics. You can't read. You can't like read Superman and then go out and buy the Justice League trade paperback and read that when that comes out. You know what I mean? When or read that later on because mm-hmm. it's spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not following it all at the same time, yeah, you are going to get spoiled on things. Exactly. Now, what got me kind of thinking about that was was talking about the Supermans. Because if you're reading Action and mm-hmm. Superman and Justice League, yep. and my, my issue with even reading just Superman and Justice League, like they're kind of hitting the same points. But if you're reading Superman and then you jump over to the current Justice League that come out like the same week, it feels like those characters and the progress they've made in Superman, it feels like they've taken a step back because John is very, his super, the son Superboy. I guess that's slightly spoilery, but it's not like we didn't know they were building to that the whole time. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like he's, he seems very capable in the Superman series, but then if you jump over to justice league, he's kind of like dazing off. And he's just, he, he seems like he's like three years younger than he's portrayed in Superman. Yeah, they're almost they're they're taking away something from his progression, like and even even his the it's the same story, but even his powers are aren't up to par as they are in the Superman standalone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's not as like in in the Superman standalone, he helps little bits. You mean by oh, I can jump out of the way, or I can you mean use my heat vision on something? It's and it's very sporadic, and he's still in that kind of uh, influx of beast. Does he have them? Can, what can he do? What can he do? Can he fly? We don't know. Like, so, mm-hmm. and it's like when you hop into the Justice League, it's like, oh, now he's just, now Batman's hanging back to watch over his family because Superman's diving into the planet core trying to save. <laughs> I mean, like, it's almost like, okay, do they need protecting or is he helping or is he on par or no? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. It's very, it's all over the place. Entertaining, but at the same time, you, if you're looking at, if you're looking at getting into this and going, okay, this rebirth, a lot of people are talking about it. Sounds great. I'm going to start reading Superman. I'm going to start going to my comic book store. I'm going to get the regular pulls and then I'll just catch up on the trade paperbacks later. 
um, you're they're going to be spoiled for you, heavily spoiled. Yeah. The Batman. Have you dabbled in that a little bit, or? Oh, I've been reading all the Batman. Okay. <laughs> I'm primarily a Batman guy, which I think, which is part of the reason. This is the first, like, this Superman series is the first time I've been following and like actively invested in a Superman series because, and that's part of why I'm so taken with it. I think because like it was a surprise because I'm primarily a Batman guy. So I've been reading Batman detective comics, which I just caught up on the last two issues today. Right. And all-star Batman. That's about it for the main Batman titles right now. Yeah. But detective comics and I got uh detective comics and just the regular DC just main just Batman. Batman. Mm -hmm. You can see that. But the, is that the one you're on? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, Detective Comics has uh, stuff going on, but then Batman's dealing with uh, Gotham Girl and Gotham. Here's the issue with what we were just talking about, where it's like these series are following the same characters, but in this series, completely different events. But yes. they're supposedly so happening at the same time. The issue is, and this falls into some of the stuff I've noticed in action, Superman, Justice League, and these Batman is every comic has like huge world changing events that are supposedly yes. happening at the same time. But in one book, you there's no mention of this other thing. Well, I, that's just it. And I, I don't know if we don't want to, if you want to spoil it, you can go ahead. But at the end of the last detective, something huge happened according to Batman. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and then in Batman standalone, we're dealing with uh Gotham girl. With, like you said, no mention of anything of what's going on. This is kind of an ongoing eternal comic book reader debate, is whether this is a good thing or not. Because the, the problem with these big, huge events is you'll be reading, like, during the, this, the New 52 run, you'd be reading, say, Detective Comics or something like that. And then this big event in Batman happens and totally derails the story that you were reading in Detective Comics or Batman and Robin. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it falls into the whole crossover issue where it's like, like there were definitely stories in Batman and Robin that, that were going somewhere. And then you can tell, you can tell exactly when DC editorial stepped in and was like, this issue, starting next issue, you have to tie into this big event over here. And it oh, completely yeah. derails the story. So I think in a way, and this happened before Rebirth, this was about when they launched the whole DCU thing which is kind of like the pre-rebirth attempt to like reinvigorate the whole line. They kind of said it's uh, all these crazy things are happening, but they don't necessarily like they don't have to tie in. Like you don't have to have every huge event affect every book and not every big event has to tie into all the other stories. And while that makes it confusing when you're reading multiple of like when Superman's dealing with three big world threats and Batman's dealing with with Gotham Girl and and all this and Mhm. Mm you know, all this different stuff, it's confusing while you're reading it, but if you can break it down to individual series, like, I'm just going to read this storyline, it kind of, right. in the long run, works for the better, I think. Well, that's where I, th I think they're getting, like you said, I think the Batman, they're getting it right, because you can read Detective, and of course, because with uh, Action and De Detective, because the Detective's at 940 now, so you know, they didn't list the issue number on the on the new 52 mm -hmm. but now they're back to it because they know a thousand is coming up for action yeah because they're at 963 so that's what they're building to so in the next year we're gonna start seeing the countdown 
to what is issue a thousand going to be like for both of these things right so but batman you could you could read detective and be completely entertained and you don't have to read the batman standalone Mm -hmm. and then you can read the standalone and not have to read detective but you can almost make peace with yourself yes i can understand if these two things are happening at the same time i I think they're doing it better with batman than they're with the superman yeah i i think so too because it's almost more separated in the batman stuff than the superman stuff like Batman has its own story that has very little, if not like there's like no overlap between Batman and detective comics. What's happening other than the mm-hmm. fact that Batman's in both of them. Yes. Okay. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's take a step back <laughs> from looking at it all as, as a big picture. Right. Okay. Right. So you're reading Batman, the standalone Batman series and detective yes. comics. What do you think of mm-hmm. those? Are you enjoying them? I do. I do enjoy them. I find they're they're what you want, and like they're they're dark. They're showing how Batman um, is dealing. I'm not trying to get too spoily, but he's trying to help Gotham Girl, right? Be a be a hero and try to deal with stuff that's happened to her. And what was it? The one where he talks to Alfred, he's saying, "How did you deal with me? How did you?" Oh man, make- so good. I know. How did you make this a, a success? And he's like, you dress up like a bat and go beat up criminals. How did I succeed? He's like, I didn't <laughs> succeed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's perfect. It's Batman. It's 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 like you read that and you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm sold. Good. Yep. You're right on. That's just the way we want it. So I, I, I was a big fan of the Scott Snyder run on Batman. So when, when they announced they were he was leaving the main Batman series, I was glad that he was at least getting his own book. He was getting all-star Batman. But yes. they they brought Tom King in, and he um I was a fan of his. He's currently has a run coming out uh over at Marvel uh Vision the Vision yes which is a fantastic surprise hit. Like it was like what is this book? It's almost like it's almost more of a sci fi horror than like a superhero comic. Oh really? I I've actually I've I've pulled those for my for my daughter. I have a thirteen year old daughter, and and she's into Vision, and and she, guess because she's. She's hooked right into the Marvel. Mm-hmm. You mean, and then, but now she's because of the Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad. She's now she's drifting back to the DC, and she goes whatever is she's thirteen. So whatever whatever trend is happening at the time, she gets into. But uh, so I'm actually uh, I have them piling up here, and she's reading them. So I guess that's something I can dive into. You should definitely. I mean, I don't know that I don't know. Uh, you seem to be like sci-fi stuff and, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's yep. it's fantastic. You should definitely check it out. I've fallen a little behind on it. I know Jesse's up up to speed on it. He He's the one that tweeted out the picture of Vision Issue 10. I yes, just I saw today. that, yeah. Um, he's up to speed on it. I fell back, but I didn't fall off. I've just kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to wait till it builds up and then just binge through it. Because right. I read the first four, five issues, I think, and they were fantastic. So that's the guy who's writing Batman now. So I was super excited. Overall, I've been, I think I've had to temper my expectations for what his Batman would be like versus what okay. his, it actually is. But I've still been enjoying it. It's, it's, I think it's a good book. And he, I think he has a very unique take on Batman because yes. on the one hand, he's, I mean, Batman's always kind of cold. He's always kind of dry and, 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 um, super smart, but he like takes that to the extreme. He's yes, very it, dry, almost, and he's, it's almost like who voices Batman in the animated uh, Tim uh, Ke- uh, the uh, the original animated series Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, he. It's almost like when you're reading these Batman's, it's almost like when you hear him voice Batman. It's like yes, they get it. Uh huh. That's it. It's the right tone. 
if you're gonna if you're gonna compare the two, it's almost like if you're gonna hear like tone as an inaudible, and you listen to that, that, watch that animated series, and you hear him, it's like yes, that is the perfect tone. When you're reading these new Batman's, again, same thing. That is the perfect tone. It comes off the page. Just it's Batman. Now, if you don't like Batman and you're not into dark or you know, and then well, then you're just it's obviously not going to be free. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. They might have a completely different opinion. But he also, like you mentioned, that Alfred moment, and I found like every issue has had some type of fantastic insight into mm-hmm. the Bruce Wayne Alfred dynamic. Like it seems like every issue they have some conversation that's either kind of a like like there's been a couple very kind of meta jabs at the mythos in general, like when he was um Alfred was talking to himself, expressing his anger about uh Thomas Wayne's decision to take his wife and kid through crime alley in the middle of the night, you know, it yep. kicked off the whole mm-hmm. thing. And then just conversations between Alfred and Batman while like big, crazy stuff is happening. But it's like very like kind of cool character moments amongst Batman surfing a 747 over the skies of Gotham and stuff like that. Yes. He's got a very interesting balance between like the cold calculated Batman, but the warm, like heartfelt character moments as well as like these little character moments and these big crazy action set pieces. I don't want to derail the, the comic conversation, but while we're on the Batman, have you have you seen the the Killing Joke? I yes, I have seen it. It's, there's and that's basically two separate shows, but that I'm just make I don't want to get into that too much, but it's just they're making my point. There's some bad Batman. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like it, it, Batman can be done poorly. Like just because you're going to be dark and brooding, there was a lot of stuff that was like I said. I won't I won't get too deep into it. I don't want to be too critical, but at the same time, it's just like oh, I think wow, that wasn't what I expected. <laughs> I think we've definitely, particularly on things that have hit the theater, seen dark Batman done badly. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> is yeah, my opinion on it. Yeah, you can miss. Killing Joke was very disappointing because it's, it is, it's almost because this is one thing like leading up to it. It's like, you've got the Batman, you've got key key um, voice actors from the Batman animated series involved. You've got Bruce mm-hmm. Tim involved. They're do, they've got the okay to do an R rated uh, version of the killing joke. Yes. Everything was adding up to be like, if you're going to do a dark gritty Batman, this is the setup. This is how you do it. And then just to fail, like, how? How does it happen? Like, it's so bizarre to me. Oh, I just, it was, you know, I don't know, that whole back, I don't know. It just, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'm Canadian. I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't put anything down. It's, it's in our nature. We can't be, we try not to be too yeah. rude or we try to look on the bright side of everything, but it, it's hard. Oh, boy. <laughs> Robert. Robert, come to this yeah. side of the border. It's okay. You can be negative. You can be <laughs> yeah, negative so, over here. <laughs> so when you got a Canadian going, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> that that, that almost speaks song. more strongly than any negative thing I could say about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, uh, two things I, I have. I don't know which way you want to go. Do you want to um, stick with the, orig- with the, the Trinity? I, I have been reading The Wonder Woman. Or do or do, while we're on the Batman, do you want to dive over to Nightwing uh, Batgirl? I don't know if you. I have not. No, I have not read. I think I read the Rebirth issue of Nightwing, um, but okay. I, but I haven't read any of the other Nightwing or Batgirl stuff. Okay. Um. Actually, okay. Well, just real quick on that mm-hmm. then. Um. The Nightwing 
uh, has been my the surprise, the, the delightfully surprised by. It's yeah. like, oh, I, I'm just going to start pulling this or reading it. And it's been great. He's had to go work with the bad. He left Gotham. He had to go work with the where he came back to Gotham and then left right away and was working with some uh, some bad guys or some CD organization. And it actually ties in. He actually meets up with a uh, Batgirl. They have a kind of weave interwoven thing going on. So they kind of meet each other in each other's books. Mm-hmm. Okay. Batgirl's been pretty good. She's been in the Far East and she's kind of retraining and and uh kind of trying almost like finding yourself. It's 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 yeah, it's a it's it's not as dark. It's a more I don't know. It has that more. Uh, I don't want to say girly. It has a more. I don't know what if you. Oh, they yeah. Thing. They've de- before before rebirth. When I like I mentioned the DCU push they made, they definitely retooled the Batgirl book to be a little right. bit more brighter, not not as grim. That's yeah, just that's it. But yeah, they've been they've been. Um, I'm not going to get too much into them because it'll it, it, you can't it'll spoil way too much. But like it's it's definitely worth checking out. Like I've been really surprised by by Nightwing and again and, and in turn that go they go hand in hand Batgirl you can kind of get into both of them again it's almost like what this Superman action is doing the Nightwing uh, Batgirl are kind of doing this, the same that you can read them on their own but if you read them together it's it's they're there I was delightfully surprised it was really good oh nice yeah. I've, I've been hearing good things about Nightwing I haven't heard anything about Batgirl but well, they, they they don't they just got the two issues, but it's been like I said, it's been it's been decent. Like I, again, I'm I can go walk into the comic book store and say, "I'll take my Batgirl, please," and I have a 13 year old daughter, so haha, you can make fun of me. Like, <laughs> yeah, you have an excuse. I still hold my man card, so I can <laughs> buy these books and say they're for her and enjoy them. <laughs> I mean, but they're they're not a. I can come on this podcast and say, yeah, if you're if you're so inclined, go check them out. Like, there, it's actually a, it's a decent book. We won't ridicule you for uh, reading no. Batgirl or anything like that. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, Wonder Woman, have you gotten to Wonder Woman at all? No, huh? I haven't read like any Wonder Woman. Um, Melanie was reading the New Fifty Two run. I think she finished it, and I don't. Um, I think re- since Rebirth, she hasn't been reading hardly anything. But Melanie was reading Wonder Woman. I have not read any of it. Okay, haven't I'm not going to spoil nothing. Haven't missed much. Um, what is it, Steve Rogers or uh, her the the male her boyfriend? Uh, he's on a plane with his military crashed by the island. The Amazons they find him. He's the only one that survives. They go back. It's it's the Wonder Woman origin story. It's not. Are they? They haven't done done anything out of the ordinary are they pretty much doing the wonder woman origin right now is that yeah that's what they they picked up on about you know, I mean somebody has to go back with this this guy um i, I can't remember what's, what is it? it's just at the top tip of my tongue steve uh steve. trevor Tre- yep that's it yep yeah so yeah so they find him the rest of his crew is dead gotta get back they they repair his plane and the way they do it all of a sudden wow it's it's invisible okay okay it's kind of like they work it and it's 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 entertaining it's okay but now they're on now they're back in the u.s and they don't know they're kind of detaining her not knowing what she is and she had to win a tournament to be the one picked to go back with steve trevor to the u.s so it's it's basically nothing i'm not spoiling nothing it's just nothing it's it's Wonder Woman. It's 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 cool. I think what they're they're trying to get people into it with I guess with the movie coming out next mm-hmm. year, 
that they're okay here's we're gonna lay on the origin really thick you know Mm -hmm. so but it's not bad it's just it's i'm 42 it's nothing i haven't seen before yeah (laughs) it's it's the origins it's another origin story yeah sure you know i was reading um the justice league dark side war when that whole thing was going on and they kind of set up some interesting wonder woman stuff with um she might have a twin brother out there somewhere that nobody's ever known about, you know? So I didn't know if they were kind of following that or, or what they were doing, but interesting. As far as I know, no, I'm right up to right up to date up to, uh, this last Wednesday and it's, that's nope. They're just on the, now they're on, they left the Island and they made, flew this, his military plane that was (laughs) made invisible by the Amazons. Okay. Let me ask you this about invisible plane, because we kind of discussed the wonder woman's invisible plane, uh, concept in our last episode when okay. they're inside this invisible plane are they also <laughs> invisible or can you see them sitting in a sitting position flying through the air no you can't okay not the way they because what they did they when they repaired the plane they covered it with material from the island so basically it's translucent so it's it's not like you can see through it it's basically almost like it's a, a super stealth thing you got it, yeah. See, that makes so much more sense to me. Okay, because last episode we were talking about DC, The New Frontier by Darwin Cook. Fantastic book. Mm-hmm. And I think he worked well with the concept, but it still used the old concept of it's literally an invisible plane. Like when <laughs> when Wonder Woman is in it flying, she's not invisible. You just see her sitting floating <laughs> in the air. And, I, exactly. and so we had kind of fun with like just how ridiculous that idea is. But <laughs> an invisible plane in 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 the stealth sense makes sense. Yes, that's exactly how they work in this. And and I think I don't I doubt they're gonna. I think they make some mention. The U.S. is like, look at this technology. Look what they did, and they 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 helped uh, Steve Trevor and they healed him from after the plane crash. And the doctors are going, wait a second. They he grew back his appendix. He they had taken out years ago. So they're they're suspicious, knowing something wherever he was. The uh, the military thinks it's a it's a highly advanced civilization with uh, with with all this technology. When they're not, they're just they're Amazonians, but they have their uh, their beliefs and their their mysticism about them. So they're that's where it is where it stands right now. And it's it like I said, entertaining. It's it's worth a read. It's just it's it's if you you read it all before <laughs> from a, from a marketing point of view that it makes sense for them to do that right now with the movie coming up. Because if you look at the DC, the, the Holy Trinity, you got Batman, Superman, yes. Wonder Woman, everyone knows Batman's origin. They've seen it literally a dozen times. Everyone yep. knows Superman's origin. Nobody knows Wonder Woman's origin. And in fact, it's a little muddied too. So it's probably not a bad idea to revisit it at this point in time because yes. They did the whole, she was made out of, made from clay in the original yeah. thing. And then they kind of, they changed it for the new 52. So it makes sense to now re, go back and revisit it and kind of, I guess, establish a new status quo for what it actually is. That makes sense. And that's probably like, I, I look at someone like my daughter. It's be fantastic for her. It's just because I've seen it. I mean, she's seen, she's seen Batman's origin three times already. Yeah. <laughs> and she's yeah. 13. You know what I mean? So, but for her, it's, it's great. So, cause she can now pick up, get into it. And right when they, uh, when they hop into the Wonder Woman movie, she'll be okay. She'll get it. She'll mm-hmm. be, have a nice background into it. Uh, other than that, I've been reading, uh, I did check out the Supergirl 
first couple issues, but nothing out of the ordinary. Almost, almost parallels the, the television show. That's what I noticed. I read the Rebirth issue, and mm-hmm. and in the end, like I didn't find it to be bad. It just it I, it's not for me. I'm not that interested in the character. But I did find it interesting. It did seem like they were kind of. It's not totally like the TV show, but it seemed like they pulled a lot of influence from it, a lot of elements so that if you are, you know, I mean, that's kind of what a lot of this is. Let's get in some new readers. So if you Mm -hmm. are coming from the TV show, it's not completely alienating like it otherwise might be. Counting the the rebirth issue, there's just two issues in it. So it's nothing, nothing much there. I've I've checked out the the Suicide Squad. Um, They're on a mission and typical Suicide Squad you mean all the the basic remarks you mean or all the the yeah we're bad guys so we're gonna have all these uh comments about why are we here and we're doing this and i'm all about me and you know but again carry on with the mission and save each other (laughs) so you know i think i it just after we came off the movie and there's been mixed feelings about the movie it's almost the same like it's not the same story but it's they're along the same lines type thing yeah have you had a chance to, to read any of the Suicide Squad? I have not read any of the Suicide Squad. Um, I had tried reading some of the New Fifty Two, and I know with something with a book like Suicide Squad, it'll vary quite a bit because it's it's kind of a team book, and you've got yeah. the certain characters that that are you know generally there, but it can change out a lot. So the dynamic of the book can change a lot. But I gave it a try during the New Fifty Two run, and I just wasn't super keen on it. So I just had right. I just haven't thought to pick up the new one. Oh, wait. Yeah, what am I? Uh, Flash. Yeah, Flash. uh... I have been reading Flash. I find with the new schedule on some of these books, twice monthly, Mm -hmm. if it's a book you're really enjoying, it's great because you don't have to wait a whole month. But if it's one of those books that it's like, you know, it's okay, but Mm -hmm. it's easy to like fall behind. Once you fall behind on a book, it's they start packing, stacking up quick. (laughs) So yeah, what without being... Uh, well, it's hard not to be too spoilery, but uh, what what do you think of the uh, the Speed Force and how it affected like the Speed Force Storm? I guess. Yeah, I mean, so there, so there's six. They're into uh, there's six issues in, and I want to say that yep. probably happened early enough. We could say there was a Speed Force Storm, and mm-hmm. which resulted in a whole bunch of speedsters. Yes. At first, I was kind of torn on it because it was like, well. If there's so many speedsters, it kind of like, albeit there's a lot to begin with. You got Flash, you got Mm -hmm. two Wallies in the universe now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of speedsters anyway, but now there's a ton. So I was kind of like, it doesn't really feel special to be the fastest man alive because there's a lot of fast people. Yeah, it's almost like if everybody's remarkable. Nobody is. Everybody's Nobody is. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But I think it's handled that concept well. I, I like it because, you know, there's sure there's more speedsters, but they're not going to. I like the aspect of like they kind of set up like a training facility or it's like a school yeah. for speedsters, you know, so that yeah at the star at Star Labs. Yeah. So I like that. It's been kind of it's been an up and down series for me so far. Overall, I've liked it. This last issue, issue six, I liked quite a bit, although there's a mm-hmm. tr- there's kind of a you get a reveal that is not completely surprising. This this issue. No. But, you know, whatever, it works. It was telegraphed, but that's okay. Yep. But overall, I've been enjoying it. I think they handled, they've handled the concept well. And I have a feeling it'll be one of those sitcom moments where it's like 
everything eventually gets reset. You know, it yes. more or less goes back to default. So I have yes, a feeling I, not I, a I lot. Can't see, I can't see all these new speedsters holding on. And and I liked how they, in the beginning, they're like, okay, we're going to give um, 50 people uh, the speed force. And, well, not all 50 people are going to want to train and be a good guy. Like, mm-hmm. they had some people breaking into banks and, you know, like the the reality of what would happen if you grabbed, I mean, a good portion of the society and gave them, um, and they became metahumans. You know, that not everybody would be using their powers for good. <laughs> and you can kind of tell the characters that the characters that are going to stick around, I think, have been established. They spent yes. a little bit more time. You've got, yeah. uh, and I don't think this is spoilery, but I think the girl that they focused on, the young girl that they had to come and kind of like, because she was freaking out. So they went to uh, her house and, you know, she always talks real fast. Right. They yeah. focused on her enough to where I'm like, if there's going to be a few characters that come out of this as like, at least, you know, somewhat reoccurring characters, I think she'll be one. Like you can kind of see who will come back. Right. But I like it. I think, I think this last issue really like, uh, definitely raised my interest in the book. I, I, yeah, it, the villain, the, uh, that Godspeed. Yes. Very cool looking, I think. Yes. Well, he's, he's right on, he's, that's not spoiling. He's right on the cover. Like mm-hmm. he's front page. So yeah, it's, I think, and I think that's going to tie it back into, okay, we had this little dabble with this, me mean, speed storm, and now we're getting into, now we're getting into a, we're going to sink our teeth into a flash story. Yeah. You know, typical, who's the metahuman I'm against? Oh, he happens to be speed force. Okay, good. If you like flash, that's what it's about. Okay, here we go. It's on its way. If we were to segue to the series, this would be a good way to do it. Yeah. My main disappointment with the whole Speed Force storm and all of a sudden it's a bunch of speedsters and it's it's Barry training speedsters and fighting against a bunch of speedsters ties into a little bit of one of the few things that have annoyed me that has annoyed me about the Flash CW series is it's always another speedster. I kind of want to see, and I think that's the easiest to write for the character because it's like, well, who's going to give Barry the most trouble? Somebody who can move just as fast, if not faster than him. So I think that might be easier to write, but I kind of, this next season, I'm kind of hoping if they're, they're going to do another speedster as the big bad. I know they are. Oh yeah, of course. But I kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of hoping eventually they kind of get away from that because I want to see Barry be challenged by other types of characters other than a one-off character of the week thing. Yeah. Well, that's like the, um, while we're jumping off just a little bit, um, the, uh, the same thing with the Supergirl. um, in the first season, they've already jumped on bizarre. They made her bizarro Supergirl. They had the red kryptonite, bad mood, Supergirl, the, all the tropes <laughs> that would actually, no, it's, it's true. Like it's been a decent season and I'm, all on board for season two, especially with them switching over and joining and being more cohesive with Arrow and Flash mm-hmm. and Legends. Uh, but it's been, it's kind of like they used up all their, their, they only get so many cards saying, okay, she's Supergirl, have obviously same as Superman. This is how you defeat Superman. Okay, you can have them Bizarro, you can have them Red Kryptonite, you can have Green Kryptonite. Well, they've already used them all in the first season. So now with Supergirl, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> where are you going to go to... To make to to get her to challenge her, that I think that's the hard part about writing for, like you said, the Flash. Mm-hmm. He can fix anything, and especially now that you have the element of time travel, well, he, there's nothing he can't fix. You know? Yeah, and I think <laughs> you know, and this is something 
because discussing superheroes, I mean, it's obviously this is like, I think the main uh, difficulty with writing a superhero thing is right. uh, specifically Supergirl, who's got Superman powers. Mm-hmm. When you're writing a character that strong, that powerful, who's virtually invincible, how do you deal with giving them a conflict that's on par? Uh, an yes. enemy that's on par with them. And so far with the flash, it's they're throwing speedsters at him. Yes. Because there's nothing he can't handle. Let's see. And, and then um, that, that ties us back to, um, I don't want to jump too far back, but the, the Superman standalone in the action comics, the threat of his, of his wife and son are his Achilles heel. Now it's not his Superman. And that's, um, and eventually, well, that's the whole point of having the secret identity is so people can't can't find that, that people don't know who you, who your loved ones are, so they can't hurt you. And I think, and it just, I just noticed it with the Flash, it's like every week, it's like, oh, by the way, he's Barry Allen's a Flash. Oh, oh yeah. It's like, how many people are in on this? Like, there's no point. <laughs> Star Labs very much has the same issue that the Arrow Cave and Arrow has, where it's yes. just like they have. <laughs> Not only do they have like no security, they don't have a front door. Any yep. old Joe, particularly if it's somebody with an axe to grind with them, just walks right into their base while they're yep. hanging out like without masks on. Everybody yep. knows. Yeah, exactly. I'd like, I'm sure episode one of the arrow this year, I would not be surprised to see you walk around in the background of the bat cave, just checking stuff out and like, Oh, wait, I don't and just walk out of the, sh- walk out of yeah. the, shot. yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so uh, it's an issue with the on the Flash series, and Arrow is like notorious about it, where it's just like it, they just and it's like they don't have cameras anywhere, no security system because they'll just yep. turn around and it's like, oh, there's the big villain standing right there, right in my hideout. Like, what yep. is going on? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's one of those true. I, I, yeah, getting like with the Flash, it's just one. Of, it's like how many people know his identity now? It's 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 to the point of ridiculous. Like it'd be easier to name all the people that that do not know he's Barry Allen. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so well, since I mean we're kind of a little bit all over the place since we're yeah. on the CW stuff. Yes. Um, you mentioned you're up on all of it, including Supergirl. Yes. Um, I'm. I'm current on Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Arrow, mm-hmm. I think I fell off around the beginning of this last season. And then can't s- say I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> See, Arrow was like a good entry point, but then it felt like they they it was very popular, and it's like, um, wow, we actually get a series who, admittedly, Arrow is not that close to the source material. It's at least pulling enough stuff from the original source material where you're like, right. Is did they really just use KG Beast, this obscure Batman villain, and stuff yes. like that, to where it's like awesome? And then they spin off Flash, and 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 in my opinion, Flash is so much better. And it's kind of like Arrow's just kind of got more and more ridiculous, and and then you've got Flash. So exactly, and with Arrow, and and we're not trying to spoil anything, but like if you're not up to date, like. It's it's okay. It's it's entertaining television. It is. I was like, I never got into it. I started watching The Flash first, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh wait, I should get into The Arrow. And I went backwards, and I had to catch up on three seasons of The Arrow. And because it's not a superhero that I 
Like I don't even pull him and I got all these DC pulls and I don't pull the green arrow. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like, it just wasn't a villain. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get into that. And then I got into it and I said, oh, this is actually really good. And then I think once he became Raja Ghoul, like once he made that turn, it's like, okay, well now this is ridiculous. Like it's, that's supposed to be the be all and end all on the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, it just, it just made a turn for me. I'm like, okay, now again, um, you know, I mean, more, it just, just ridiculous. You can't like the, the, the appeal of a Batman or an arrow is the fact they are human mm-hmm. that, yeah, they're along the same lines. They're both have unlimited funds. They're billionaires and they're put in situations, whether it was the Island with arrow or the death of Batman's parents, it has this, you're grounded to humanity mm-hmm. for some way. And then now arrow is just spun off and like, no, it's, it's beyond it. It lost it. It's so, yeah, it's so out there. And I found with Arrow, I don't think the writing was ever great exactly. I think at first, I think the writing was a little bit more solid at first. It Mm -hmm. still had that like CW somewhat soap opera-y feel because it was fitting. Like it was like the first, well, they had Smallville and stuff, but it was the first of this modern line of of DC Comics CW shows. So it still kind of had to fit the mold. And to a point, the other, the other shows still do that. But when Flash came out, it felt like Flash was like, I don't know. It felt like the showrunners had more interest in Flash and Arrow just kept going this other way. And yeah. And it's, it's when you're, if, okay, if anybody's going to start watching any of these, the, the four, like they, I'm going to, they're, they're entertaining. They're, they're not a waste of your time. Like they're, you, you can get into it. And the two things you have to realize, as even if you're just coming into this brand new, you're watching a superhero show. So yes, you're going to obviously with the flash, this guy can run fast. Like it's just the way it is. Like you're, if you're not going to be like, Oh, well, this is stupid. That guy, look at that. That man's a shark and that guy can run fast. <laughs> and, and that guy, you mean like, uh, okay. Yes. It looks silly on the outside looking in, but if you're, if you're invested into it, okay. And also these are on the CW you're going to have a lot of, oh, it's it's not so much, what do they call it, the the shirtless boy network anymore. It's not so much like that, but you're going to have a lot of uh, romance mm-hmm. storylines woven, but not in your face, but it, it, they're there. So you have to realize, yes, you're watching it on the CW, and there are, are, are a comic book television show. Okay, go. Now you can get in, into the position to watch these things. Yeah, and I think, I think in my opinion, The Flash is the best of them or at least the most entertaining to me and even the flash suffers from those moments sometimes where it's like oh yeah i don't really care about this little drama or this character motivation doesn't really make sense but they need to make some type of drama right But, but with the flash i you know it's constantly entertaining it's fun they do do some incredible um what's what's it king shark yes looks ridiculous but it's a pull from comics where i'm like I can't believe they just did. They just used King Shark in this live action <laughs> yes. network television show or Gorilla it's Grodd. Done. It's like, did they really just yeah. use Gorilla Grodd? Coming to it as a comic book fan, it's just mind blowing that they would use that source material like that. Actually, utilize it with yes. you know goofiness. Oh, and, and, all. and then that, and there's a lot. There is fan service, and that's and that's why they're doing. Uh, I'm I'm don't think it goes throughout the whole. I haven't when the new. When the third season starts here, they're going to, it's obviously the, 
what's the storyline? The time, uh, I, um, it, uh, flashpoint shoot. basically flashpoint. There yeah. it is. Yeah. So they're, they're dipping into that real quick, but I don't, I know I'm pretty sure it doesn't stay. It's, that's not the whole season arc from what I hear. Yeah. I could be wrong. That's what I've been hearing but, too. So at least, and for us as fans going, Oh, okay. That's flashpoint. Great. Okay. I'd like to see this. I question the motivations, how we're getting into it, but okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do it. You mean, so again, flash thumbs up arrow. They've been struggling. But if you're if you're into all this stuff, if, obviously if you're listening to, you mean uh, this podcast, you're probably <laughs> into it, or at you're least into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and maybe you're 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 finding uh, people that are a couple guys that are like minded to your opinions on what's going on. Um, again, Supergirl, I they're they're it's they're doing it well. I think they're going to do a great job, especially when you can tie it more into the other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, now we're going to see Superman on on the small screen again mm-hmm. in, in his full regalia. Like he won't be like on Smallville where they okay, he'll never fly and he'll never wear the suit. <laughs> I think first off, I was super surprised to hear that Supergirl was moving over to CW. It makes complete sense because for that show, the audience is already there and they're watching CW. Yes. They're not necessarily on CBS, even though I understand the audience they were going for. Yeah, I know what you. I know what you mean. It was. Uh, um, it, it, they tried, but it, 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 they're just they're better fit on on the CW. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm very surprised that they're even that they're going to allow a Superman character to show up in Supergirl. It yes. really it really shows that Warner Brothers and DC is kind of loosening up on the characters because they're recognizing the success they're having on the TV. Yeah. So, I found on Supergirl it was getting to the you know the instant messages she would get from her cousin, you mean Clark, and it was always yes, wink, wink, yes, we know she's talking to Superman. It was almost like the end of Doogie Hauser when he'd do his little journal back. I don't, know, I don't know if you remember uh, yeah, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. And at the end of the show, he'd have his own like private thoughts on what just in, encapsulated the episode, and it's almost like that where she's doing that with Clark, and it's just like, well, okay, well. I understand. Yes, they got to tie it in. They're like, and now, but now he's going to be there. That's, I'm really excited to see what's, that's keeping me, I'm in, it's only, it's not a huge investment of time. So mm-hmm. let, let's see where they're going to go with it. Now, um, Legends, you said you're, you're up to date on Legends, right? Yeah, yeah. Legends, I like a lot. I don't think it's as good as it could be. It was, it frustrated me at times because it's like, it's, it's so close to being fantastic. The ideas are all there. They just make odd decisions occasionally where it's like, why did you do that? Just, but yeah, overall I've been enjoying it. Um, I'm hoping maybe it'll improve in quality a little bit, but I, I, you know, I still enjoyed the first season quite a bit. Yeah, it was good. I, the problem is um, I am a huge fan of anything time travel, a time travel movie. It's I, I mean, even in episodes, like when I see time, a lot of people hate it when uh, you see a lot of Trek episodes throughout, all the all the different series whenever oh people are either one or the other they like the time travel or they hate them you mean but the problem is writing for time travel it's you have a solution to everything Mm -hmm. you mean like um when you're watching legends it's like you can go back because you're you've already split ties with uh with the the time police force you're with i forget what they're called but the uh you can go pick up your wife and kid and take off (laughs) <laughs> you yeah. know, and go back to to the Stone Age. <laughs> well, it, it 
and they they fall back on in like every I mean, Doctor Who does this all the time. They fall back mm-hmm. on the arbitrary rules that sometimes apply and sometimes don't apply depending what's plot convenient. Yes. Like, they can't change certain things because t- time has has become more solid, more concrete with this result. Or, right. you know, some things are, some things are, some moments in time are just set and some things are fluid. Uh, it's like uh, yeah okay. or, or if you change something if you change something it'll eventually change in the future it's not instantaneous it's almost like the marty mcfly picture of him fading yeah and his brother you know it's it's if you're looking at obviously you're you're watching a superhero um show <laughs> so you're believing in you're already invested in okay i'm invested in the time travel and i'm invested into we have two characters that just have a flamethrower and a, and a, and a cold gun they're not, yeah, they have an evil mind, but there's nothing to them. You know, and they're not like yeah. Batman where they're trained and this, it's just, they're just bad guys with, with two guns. <laughs> well, the characters, the characters they brought along uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense why he would pick these specific people, but they kind yeah. of explain it away. Um, at times it's like, well, you guys don't really have that big of an effect on the future. So you're basically yeah. expendable. But it basically mm-hmm. boils down to what characters do the other shows have free that we could yes. take and use? And so you get characters that don't really make sense. Okay. So you've got these two criminals. Maybe you, maybe their, their skills at thievery would be useful. Well, what about yes. the, the assassin chick? You know, like she doesn't really have any special powers. Uh, I guess she'd be white canary. Um, yes. But so, so you get a group of characters that don't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, and I, I I hear a lot of people complain about Captain Cold. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name. Merriweather is his, is that his last name or shoot? I, I'm not. I, I can't remember. But anyway, the 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 guy that plays Captain Cold, he's mm-hmm. like he he talks very evil all the time, almost like he's very Doctor Evil, and everything's uh not as punny as Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Um, um, what's it? His uh his portrayal of that ice guy. Oh, um, shoot. Oh, uh, freeze! Uh, yes, Mr. freeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, not like him, but it's almost. But if you're watching Legends and you see um, Captain Cold, and it's like, yes, his dialogue is almost right off the comic book page. Mm-hmm. It's cheesy at times. Yes, it's very. Well, why is he saying it so? Oh, I'm evil, or very trying to come. It's just that's the way it is on the page. That's the way his, you, we've read it. His his performance really. And, and it was, it was the same when he was on Flash. It really is extremely over the top. Yes. Uh, You kind of, uh, I'm torn on it because he would, he would say things sometimes. I'd be like, why, why, why do you just tone it back, dude? Tone it back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then other times I would just, I'd laugh and be like, all right, that's, it's just what this is. Well, that's if I if, if I wasn't if I was an actor and I did not read the books and I picked up oh I got this part I'm gonna read a, I'm gonna read a few of these these uh, these arcs with him in it that's exactly what I would pick up and be like oh that's what I'm gonna do then I think that is more of a flaw in direction than that, well that's <laughs> what like I was gonna say in a bit. <laughs> yeah that's what I was gonna say I mean clearly direction totally totally because somebody is still there like. Hey, uh, maybe ramp it up or <laughs> scale it back or this or that, you know? So, like, he's taking direction from somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell with this show and Flash 
and I'm sure behind the scenes arrow, but not yes. so much in the final product. You could tell they're having fun. Like, oh yeah, the people writing it are writing it, and they're having fun writing it. They're the people producing it, the actors. Like, you could tell, like they're just like, yeah, this is this is you know, uh, there's like occasionally there's some heart, you know, maybe we'll try to go for some serious moments, but uh, overall these are supposed to be fun series, and you can tell that. Yep, absolutely. Arrow, the tone is a bit different, but that's by design. Yeah, well, that's it's it's they're all kind of have their own thing, but I think you know again. I don't know if just on my overall of what DC is doing, I know they're getting a lot of flack from the big screen and yes, there has been some stumbles and there's been, you mean very uh, lots of criticism, but as far as the rebirth, you mean um, I understand, like you said, well, I understand what they're doing with the wonder woman trying to get, mm-hmm. get her baseline going for the future of, of the big screen. And the comics are kind of Batman's doing great. Superman's kind of, a little over them all over the map, but <clears throat> even with these shows on the CW, they're starting to get their footing, get a cohesive. Mm-hmm. You mean they're meshing them all together? I, I'm actually, you know, quite. A, I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm. This is. Can Can you imagine? Like where we actually have Legends of Tomorrow, The Arrow, Supergirl with Superman and the Flash, like all going to be like four nights a week. <laughs> and that's oh man, that's so crazy. That's maybe there's not a whole lot of super young people podcasting, but you can kind of tell the age of podcasters because I'll, I hear this a lot on podcast shows and I said it myself. Think back when to when you were much younger. Can you mm-hmm. imagine there being four superhero shows, almost a superhero show every night on TV, on network TV, the mm-hmm. big blockbuster movies are all like um, Captain America and Marvel and Batman and Superman and, uh, mm-hmm. Just Marvel and DC, like, can you, like, you wouldn't have guessed it. You wouldn't no. have guessed it. No, I think if if there's any naysayers, you're not going to, um, I'm 42. I went to go see Richard Donner's Superman when it was released. Now, I was a kid, you know, I was uh, six years old, maybe at the time, yeah, five or six. I will never get that wonderment of seeing Superman fly across the screen again, as I did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think too many people um, my age or, or older or in, I mean, like who's an adult with a house and kids and wife and, you know, like they're trying to, oh, I want that same awe experience. And it's, you're not going to get it. We're too, we're, we're grown up. Like we can't, we can't see these movies through the eyes of, of us as a five-year-old anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, but if you actually think in this last calendar year, look at, I've, I've seen the continuation of Star Wars. I've seen uh, Civil War. I've I've seen Apocalypse for the X Men. I've I've seen a Suicide Squad movie for better or worse. I've seen Batman versus Superman <laughs> on the big screen. Like, and this is just in the last ten months. That's, like, this is ridiculous. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's I. <laughs> oh yeah, and they're throwing. You know, we got a Star Trek in there too, and we got. It's, it's just come on. <laughs> Anybody that complains, it's like, just look at where we are. You know, it's like, it'd be like having millions of dollars and complaining about a red Ferrari, not a, and not a yellow one. Well, yeah. You know? <laughs> and not, and not all of that stuff that comes out is great. Nope. Some of it is going to be disappointing. It's, that's the way of life. But the fact that we get so much that's not disappointing. Yeah. I enjoyed that Star Wars movie quite a bit. I've enjoyed most of the Marvel movie stuff quite a bit. 
Mm-hmm. Batman v Superman. I enjoyed sections of some. <laughs> yeah, I, and and even even okay, out of those three, like say if you took Civil War, Star uh, Force Awakens, and uh, and Batman v Superman, yes, Batman v Superman was would be bronze medal all the way third place but even still when i went to watch it i'm like oh my god oh that's bruce wayne being introduced to clark clint kent by lex luther whether i like the portrayal of lex mm-hmm. luther or not it's just like it was that those moments were oh and there's wonder woman walking around in the background it's just like you i can't even wrap my head around it <laughs> yeah it's it's still very cool and it, it see and that's 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 the thing that makes that's the thing that makes the dc the dc movies because I'm, you know, we were talking about DC books this whole time. I'm a right. DC guy. I, mm-hmm. I think Marvel's been, in terms of the, you know, live action movies, Marvel's been knocking it out of the park. Yeah. But, you know, we still have the DC small screen stuff. We still have some of the animated stuff, some mm-hmm. of the live action stuff. I, I think, you know, I think they're going to improve. There's a lot of people that enjoyed it quite a bit anyway. I didn't mind Man of Steel. I, I kind of enjoyed that. After I watched Man of Steel, I actually, Got on a big kick and watched all the, all the old Superman movies, you know, and yeah. revisited all those. So, you know, it's still, it's still, yeah, you're right. It's well, still awesome to see that. Personal opinion. I think they're watching Man of Steel and trying to watch, trying to find their, the Christopher Reeves moments, like the, the bumbling. The one thing that they don't have in these new Superman, these, these last two we've had are there's no Clark Kent. You yeah. have Clark Kent being. No, you're on this. You're on the. You're on the sports game. You're on the football game. You're not writing this report. You're not writing doing a, a writing a story on on Lex Luthor or the Batman. You mean like it's it's there's no bumbling Clark. There's no we don't have that that uh, what we love so much about Christopher Reeves' portrayal of Superman was not the Superman so much. It was this Clark Kent. Yeah, I mean a Superman on his own, at least typically in like the movies including mm-hmm. you know the Christopher Reeve Superman was is is was very um he's he's charming but for the most yep. part Superman is like the boring guy he's the strong guy does the cool strong yes. stuff and he can fly but the fun guy is Clark Kent the interesting yes. guy you know so you're right. And that's and that's what these new moves I just I was thinking about it too. I'm like, what are these missing? Like, I should be loving this. I like it. I'm entertained, but what's and then I, I watch again like you. I went back, watched the old movies, I'm like, we're missing Clark. Like the the mm-hmm. bumbling over the top. It doesn't have to be over the top, but the bumbling Clark. That's we're missing it. The charm, like you said, of the movie. And that's where Marvel's getting with us. Like they're putting the charm, like um the the little back and forth between uh Captain America and Iron Man and and in their you mean in their the regular uh, personalities you mean like it's they're getting you're you're getting that charm and that's you know it just it makes for it just it just makes it puts a nice bow on the whole movie you know and it's hard not to compare the Marvel movies and the DC movies at least from where we're coming from we we know that strict divide between Marvel and yep. DC the big two the average moviegoer is not going to necessarily know that divide. No. But where we're coming from, we know that divide, so it's hard not to compare. But yep. it, from my point of view, to be fair to DC stuff, is they may have stumbled on some stuff. I wasn't, I was kind of, I was disappointed with Batman v Superman, but that, I haven't seen Suicide Squad yet. So out of the two DC movies, we're not going to count that Ryan Reynolds thing from a while back. 
Um, nope, nope. the two current, like, DC Extended Universe movies, I enjoyed Man of Steel, was kind of disappointed with Batman v Superman, but to mm-hmm. then cross the fence and look at the Marvel movies, they've got so much more out there that, you know, it's like, the first Thor, I didn't really like the first Thor. There's, there are Marvel movies that yep. people don't care for. The, yep. the second Avengers, I did not care for, but, I mean, there was good moments. So, of course, yeah. so that's two movies right there. It's just they've also got all these other movies where it's like, yeah, that they, was good, and that was good, and that was good. And and they also have two studios putting out all the X Men stuff too. So yeah. if you're not on board, and you and you mean, and who doesn't love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? Like, I mean, like it's just one of those things. They have that. We're we're dividing the line, but then you got like twice as many. You mean you got so much more to choose from from the Marvel side, and uh, it's just we used to have the same talks about. Uh, in the eighties was uh, star Wars or star Trek and star Trek movies before the new Calvin universe. They have out the, the, the Abrams verse um, star Trek was more like watching, watching opera or listening to classical music. It had a certain flow about it. Star Wars was rock and roll, shoot them up mm-hmm. plot. Well, yeah, it doesn't really matter. You know where they're going, but here's how they're going to get there. And it's going to be a fast ride. And star Trek was a different tone. So you knew, there was no, it was just, what do you prefer? Do you prefer, do you prefer rock or do you prefer classical? Like, and it's the same on, on now fast forward 30 years and now we're in DC Marvel. And it's like, well, D, DC has a dark tone to it. And if you like that, uh, like the, the Watchmen movie, I know we're getting, again, getting off topic, but I loved it. I thought that was just fantastic. My wife hates it. Can even you 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 mention Watchmen to her and she cringes. <laughs> yeah, she was just completely unentertained by it. I just thought it was. I don't know if because it was based in the eighties and I'm and because of my age, I can. I liked the how they set what they what era they set it in and how all the flashbacks. It just I don't you know and I wasn't uh, I didn't wasn't into the Watchmen books before. I just loved the movie. Mm-hmm. You know it just but it was there's an opinion on it. There's some people that just do not. Either they don't get it and don't like it, or they just get it and just still don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think with the DC, you're either you mean you you can still be entertained by it, but if you're on board, you're on board, and it's unfortunately we're still getting that. The bad reviews way outshine the good reviews. Yeah, they get they get more press, I guess. So, but yeah, that's uh that's where I stand on the DC. <laughs> i know i'm a little long-winded at times again i don't get a chance to flex this muscle at all oh that's all right this is great and we know what we uh i i don't know if you'd be interested we should actually revisit this um maybe in january after we've had a few um uh, we can actually see where this rebirth comics are going and where the first half of these new seasons are going if you want to yeah definitely get back and touch base and and see where we're we are delightfully surprised or woefully wrong and saddened by what's happening. How could they do that to the flash? Who would have guessed (laughs) arrow became the best show? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I'd definitely like to revisit this. I kind of, I kind of want to catch back. I kind of want to arrow is going to be a hard sell. I don't know if I want to catch back Mm -hmm. up on arrow, but I have a feeling it's going to start tying back into their, I I have a feeling they're all going to start crossing over. Mm-hmm. which is interesting and that could be irritating if you're not watching arrow or you're not watching flash, but that is the biggest sign that they're like accurately pulling the comic book medium across to, 
television and even movies, if you look at the Marvel stuff specifically right now, is you do have the crossovers. You kind of have to watch them all to get the whole story. And that seems very much that is very much a comic book thing. We talked about it earlier this episode, in fact. So I'm kind of like kind of thrilled by it but also annoyed because it's not the best comic book uh, no thing. no i i had to spend i last year i spent um all my extra time getting caught up on arrow and in the first two seasons because and and it, a lot of it was spoiled because i was finding out about mm-hmm. people passing away and how stuff happens because i was right caught up on the flash and legends and then it's like well wait a second how does how is this person on the legends team and how is he not in arrow still and how is it you mean like and so I did catch up. So maybe it would have been, maybe I would have given it a higher grade if I was more surprised by what was happening because I was so spoiled by the other, by Legends and by Flash. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, if it's, 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 it's DC, it's a, it's a, it's a comic book television show. And, you know, <laughs> I found my final straw for Arrow was when there was like two episodes in a row where I found myself shouting at the TV angry at the characters what are you doing why are you doing this like two episodes in a row and i was like you know what this is not even fun anymore i'm gonna stop watching this show (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's when you start but you draw the line and say yeah no that's not nope 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 that's that that wouldn't happen it's not yeah yeah and, 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 and you take guys like us who are already like i said suspending our disbelief we know there's metahumans yes we know it's ridiculous there's a there's a shark man on the, on the screen or there's a, uh-huh. you know, there's, there's a arrow or there's a, his sister all of a sudden becomes like a ace shot with a bow and, and can fight just like arrow now. And, and in a few uh, months in like, the train. Yeah. In a couple months oh, training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's just, I, okay. You've, we've, you, you've got us. And then when you push us over the edge, it's like, oh, okay. Now if, if you've got a guy like me going, Oh, come on. Like yeah, you've you've done you've gone too far. <laughs> you're 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 exactly right. It's hard to pinpoint where that line is. Yeah, because you're right. People are running around in masks with superpowers, <laughs> and you've got shark men running around and telepathic gorillas and yep. st- stuff yeah. like that. And we're all like, "Yeah, this is great. This is what I want." But then, like, a character does something slightly out of character, and we're like, "No, yes, no." Like, where is that line? No. When you push us past the line where we just yeah. cannot suspend. Uh, suspension of disbelief yeah you've gone too far yeah 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 exactly so anyway i think uh i'm that's i think that's all i got to say about the dc universe today i think we we've taken up a lot of the people's time and two hours what you're not used to that (laughs) no i'm not (laughs) all right i can have have a little coffee here (laughs) i love that you have your own mug man that's awesome Yes, I uh, I'll I'll tell you about that uh, another time off off uh, off mic, but uh, but yeah, I had these done and I was really impressed with them. It's uh, they're really cool. You'll have to send me your uh, uh, direct message your at your address. I'll I'll get one out to you. What really? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what we want. We want it's we want people on Twitter holding the mug, going, "Hey, hey, yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah look dude, at that's this. a good point. That's they're good they're promotion. no good. If I see it every morning, I listen to my show." <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of thing I would do. Like, I have a bunch of uh, Grolix podcast business cards printed up. Right. Jess, Jesse has is handed a bunch out. Most of mine are still sitting right here on my desk. I'm like, yeah, business card right there. Doesn't do yes, me any exactly. good. I know about the show. I found I went to a Comic-Con in Niagara Falls on our side. 
Niagara Falls <laughs> on Canadian side. But uh, we, I went there and I thought, oh, I was going to talk to people and I was going to promote my show and and nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I saw the Kevin Smith and Jason Muse show at night mm-hmm. uh, at the same con. And when I was in line waiting to get in, I probably had more listeners drummed up just because they were podcast listeners. Oh, I had yeah, a captive nice. audience. And they're like, oh, you're, you like Kevin Smith? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I happen to have a show. Really? Oh, here's my card. And it was that was perfect. The whole con, I couldn't I couldn't shoehorn my way to giving people my uh, my the card for the Roman podcast. And but once I was in line for a podcast show, oh, I had a captive audience and I was like, oh, you I don't have to explain what a podcast is. Fantastic. <laughs> I have one. So here you go. Oh man, when you get over that hurdle, like yeah, you find that group where you don't have to even explain what a podcast is. You get over that yeah. hurdle, then you're in. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So, speaking of Roman Pod Pod and Cast, where can mm-hmm. they find your show? Well, they can find us on the EMC Podcast Network, of course, and iTunes, Stitcher, and I believe I just got us on Google Play. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, so you can find basically, you know, and, and again, RomanPodcast.com. And that has all the links to the the EMC Podcast Network and uh, the iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere else you can find us. Also, uh, I should mention we uh, we've been nominated for a Canadian Podcast Award. Now I know it's not American, but it's still <laughs> it's still pretty big up here. But uh, what what they did is uh, we were nominated by a like minded show. And they have a list. I think there's about 20 shows out there in our category. Now, the link is on. I've tweeted it a few times on the Roman Podcast and on the Roman Podcast Facebook page. Um, you click on it. You find Roman Podcast. You hit the nominate button. Now, what what we've been grouped into, they said, okay, here's 20 shows. Now it's going out to the public. Now it's the public choice. And what as we're going to get a, as many nominations as we can without we're not the type of guys that would be like, okay, we're going to refresh our page and nominate us a hundred times in a day. We don't want, you know, we, we just, we don't need that. Yeah. You know I mean, like if it's, if, if people are so inclined, Hey, hop on the link. It's on our Facebook page on the, on our website. And on uh, you, you'll see me tweeted a bunch of times on Twitter. Um, if you're so inclined, nominate, and then they'll get it down to a final five and then there'll be a big vote again for it but it's just it's kind of nice we've been doing this since april and all of a sudden we're caught up in this oh wow we have a, a, a show that's nominated under a comedy award and we're just a couple canadians like what's <laughs> it's it's very <laughs> bizarre and we're nominated for a canadian award which is even more bizarre because <laughs> again we get more love on uh south of the border than we do at actually at home here because of uh i i guess our niche <laughs> being two canadian guys talking is not considered unique at all up here obviously. in canada what that's crazy yeah, talk exactly. <laughs> exactly maple syrup jokes oh you're funny <laughs> oh what are you gonna do apologize again okay <laughs> yeah say a boot one more time wait there <laughs> so but anyway that's uh that is our show uh roman and i and we've been uh I'd be remiss. Uh, we love what you're doing with the network. We love Randy. You're so involved with all your shows and you, it's quite obvious it, when you retweet something about the shows, you, you've, you're pulling stuff out of the show. So you're actually actively listening to as much as you can and saying, Hey, 
this was you're pulling uh, quotes like halfway through the episode. It's not like you're just skimming the shows and getting the gist of it and then trying to retweet stuff about it. You're actually you have a genuine interest in in your network and your shows, and it's it, it's really awesome. And I I can't say enough. And thank you very much for everything you're doing on your end. It's been uh, it's been a really good. Uh, we have a really good relationship for us. So, Oh, good. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I try to. I feel a little bit bad for the uh, the pro wrestling shows because those I generally don't get through because I'm, I'm, I'm not keen on – it's not that I dislike it. I'm just not up on nope. pro wrestling stuff, right? But And that's – I wouldn't if, if again, uh, Dustin, I try to download as many shows as I can, and I have the op- opportunity at work. I can have an earbud in, so I, I do try to listen as much as I can. But, again, that you can see it. I have a, a championship belt behind me, and that's because I was actually talking with Roman about uh, we, when I was at that Niagara Falls Comic Con, guys walking around with the belt over their shoulder like they just won it. <laughs> and I was teasing, kind of saying – yeah, I get having the belt, and I get having it in as kind of like a keepsake. But they're walking around the comic con like they just won the thing, they just <laughs> yeah. Out of the ring. And of course, he shows up to record a show, and he brings. He goes, "Oh, I want something so when you're on Skype, people can see it." So there it is. Nice. The, the, the 1980s Hulk Hogan heavyweight championship belt <laughs> sitting behind my my right shoulder. So now every time I go on Skype, yep, there it is. So. It's it's not and it's it's just like you said about the other shows. It's hard. Um, if Dustin if he's not into DC, it'd be hard for him to to listen to yeah. this whole ramble on that we've been going on. So, but uh, but again, they man, his passion is 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 fantastic. Oh yeah, for sure. Like just you can see it in his tweets, and even when I I, I do listen to his show, it's like wow, it's like they. It's it's nice to to hear people. That's what podcasting all about. Like, find something you like and just podcast about it. And if you get three listeners, or if you get three thousand listeners, like it's so be it. Like it's 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 a good time. And that's when you tweeted about, hey, you want to talk about DC for a couple hours? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can get on board with that. All right. Yeah, I'll include I'll include links to your website and your Twitter and the. Uh... What did they call it? Is it the Canadian Comedy Podcast Awards or something like that? Yeah, yeah, we have. I put the link up on. I, I, I think I threw it up on EMC. Yeah, uh, our our own page we have, so you'll be able to see it there. And uh, I'll make sure to include the link too. Yeah, if you're so inclined, skim down. And also too, I check out like your uh, the network you're running now. Literally has something for everybody. So. If you're yeah, obviously if you're listening to this and you're enjoying podcasts, you please go over to EMC and take a look, and if you, you will find say if you're if, if you're listening to this show, then there's there's you're you're bound to find something you mm-hmm. like. You I mean for all tastes? Like, and I've been listening uh, book versus movie. That's a great podcast. Mm-hmm. That's and there's I I don't want to I don't I don't want to go on because I'll end up leaving somebody out and <laughs> feeling bad. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's Canadian. all the shows over there. They're all great. You should go listen to all of them. But yeah, there there's enough variety where I think somebody anybody can find something to listen to that they'll enjoy. Yeah, and there, and we do have we have shows for 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 everybody. Like I know we the Roman podcast we do have the explicit tag. I, I'm sure people will enjoy it, but maybe don't play it in the car with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, you know, you want them to learn about rest stop love, uh, finding love in a rest stop and, and, and yeah. 
You know what happens and when you spray yourself with bear repellent? And- <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it was funny. We, we, I did the, uh, you know, the little clamor clips. Uh huh. Been putting out a little teaser clip, um, just on online. So I'll release the show on Wednesday, and then throughout the weekend, I'll put out a little twenty-second teaser clip. And then uh, this week, I was actually. I need to find 20 seconds of our show. I'm like, oh my, but if I'm putting it on Twitter and Facebook, if somebody downloads our show and they see the explicity, they know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. So here it is. It's it's on front page. We're not holding it. But I don't want to put anything on Facebook and have somebody click on it and be offended by anything. I'm not sure. That's, sure. That's not our style. We don't want to in your face. And then I was like, oh, like. I gotta censor this. I gotta. I gotta. How am I gonna find a clip here? And I found something I wanted a clip of. Here's 20 seconds of the show I want to out of a 40 minute show. Here's 20 seconds. Like, oh, I gotta censor this. And so I censored it. And it's actually it sounds more funny with the beeps because yeah. It's <laughs> so even if your clip, if you're if you're clicking on our little sample clips, there, we're not gonna offend anybody. We're not. That's not what we're all about. But we're. Uh, if you're going to download the show, you know you know what you're getting. So, <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. And thank you, Roman, for – Roman, sorry. Thank you for – thank you, Robert. <laughs> I, bet you feel, I, feel, I bet you feel like a, a super sidekick now. <laughs> oh, I, I, I get that. I get that all the time. I'm just I – am, I am the cast of the Roman podcast, so that's – I think you need to pressure him into changing it to, to, to the, the Robert and Roman podcast. Show. Oh God, no! Not after all the brand you've been doing. Forget that. But I already have the mug. <laughs> That's right. No, thank you, Robert. Yo, you're very welcome. Thank you. And again, we'll have to revisit this again in sometime in January when we can dive into the DC and uh, and see where see where we're at. Thank you for listening to the Growlix Podcast. The Growlix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Growlix Podcasts, check out GrowlixPodcast.com. Also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube, ElectronicMediaCollective.com, Facebook.com slash Growlix Podcast, Twitter.com slash Growlix Podcast, all the dot com slash all the Growlix Podcast. Except with our show, it's like, well, you mean hard, hard? What, what are you a hardcore fan of? Uh, two Canadian guys uh, speak with ooze or ooze? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's. <laughs>